move in close and pay close attention, and you might win a you might win a prize. This, that's true. I'm not I'm not thinking. We got a real prize here. So like, you got stuff at stake. Um, so I've been in Denver since uh, when did we arrive? This is my son Gordon and I. He's moving here to Denver because he heard there's a lot of cool people here. And uh, I know you're not going to disappoint me. Um, <laughs> um, so, as soon as I, we got out of the car, we were invited to go to Fort Collins, the university there. What's that one called? CSU. Okay, any students from there? This is a long drive. CSU, and we met a group of kids, and we chanted, and we had a nice discussion, and we talked about um, boxes, how you can, let's see, boxes. You go to college, and you try to figure out, well, what is my box? There are different thought processes. Some of them are good, and some are outmoded. We, we talked about that. Um, one of the girls said, yeah, suppose, suppose I just want to take off my shirt and, and uh, culturally that wouldn't be acceptable. Um, but in some cultures, no big deal. Um, and I said, yeah, that's, that's something that it seems like it's changing in a lot of cities. It's become legal. You know, what's a big deal, really? Um, so it's, this is a, a cultural thing that has stayed on, and it, it looks like it's on the verge of changing. There are a lot of other cultural things that, uh, that we have, cultural, and some are influenced by law. So after she said that, I said, yeah, like, well, suppose I just decide I don't like stopping at red lights anymore. Um, so some things, they do hold some purpose. There are some boxes that help us work together smoothly, help things function, and help us to grow. Um, if we're not smashing into each other at every intersection, that, that really makes our life a lot more peaceful. Imagine if we didn't have that system in place. Every time you came to an intersection, you just kind of grit your teeth and close your eyes and go through it really fast and, and hope for the best. But there is a system, and it works pretty good most of the time. It's just when people break that system, that, uh, or they're not paying attention, by mistake, they break that. So these are boxes. Um, there are other outmoded boxes. I'm from North Carolina, and yeah, we have a lot of things in place there that, yeah, it's about time some of these things change. Some of the so-called heroes, um, they're not really anything to be proud of. Sure, they took a risk. But what was it for? It wasn't for anything to help broaden the human experience for everyone, to help increase love and peace. They took a risk to try to help hold that down. They're fighting real progress. These aren't heroes. Uh, so these are boxes that we want to try to get away from. Another kind of box that happens is when a spiritual person comes into our midst. Someone 
who we feel, just by being in their presence, we feel inspired to, we, we feel inspired by their love. We also feel like, oh, now I understand what love is. These people are generally religious people. They go down in history. Just by reading about them, by hearing about them, we become inspired. Uh, and while they're on earth, lots of wonderful things happen. But then, after they leave, everyone says, that was really cool. We're never going to forget this. We're going to make sure forever and ever people talk about this person. People are inspired by this person. So they write down books, they make a code, they make a box. Here's the way to be like this person. And that's really cool. It's a good box to live in. Uh, but the thing is, Sometimes we just start looking at the box and we say, well, that's not the way to do it. Um, and they miss the real point of what the box is for. And there's the, there's the form of the box, but what's the substance that that box is carrying? What, what is the content of that box? And they kind of lose that. And we just look at the box and we look at, okay, that's not the way to bow down. We don't bow down like that here. You're doing it wrong. You're going to go to hell. Um, and you hear a lot of extreme things like that in every box <coughs> even in our box here the Hare Krishna movement it's just something that humans do we kind of short sight the whole thing here's the prize pay attention it's the box um, so we do need a box we do need some kind of structure that's why people go to college that was another thing that we brought up when we were in Boulder. We, we're still talking about boxes. We went there on Thursday night. And we talked about the Bhagavad Gita. And there in that uh, chapter 16 is a list of godly qualities and a list of not godly qualities, the good and the bad. And so I started off by asking, okay, here's a list of godly qualities. So a saintly person, a godly person, someone who has taken away all of the masks, all of the illusion, what kind of qualities would you expect to find in such a person? Um, and so now I'm going to open it up to you and you can just throw out some human characteristics. Yeah? Insecurity. That would be a godly? Oh, no, no, no. You find both, I guess. Okay, insecurity would be in the other yeah, side. Yeah, honesty. Okay, honesty. Okay, we'll start with that. That's a real good one. Honesty. That's good. Anyone else want to suggest? Forgiveness. A godly quality. Forgiveness. Yeah, Empathy. thank you. Empathy. Empathy. Okay. Caring. Hmm? Caring. Caring. Did you guys read the Bhagavad Gita? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing really good. Maybe we should get that out. Um, get the... Okay, <laughs> okay, what do we have so far? Honesty, uh, empathy, caring, and forgiveness. Yeah. Speaking truth. Speaking truth. Speaking truth. Speaking truth. Yeah, being, yeah, truthfulness. Acceptance. Acceptance. Okay, that kind of, okay. Acceptance of what? Um, just anybody Accepting people for where they are. Okay, yeah. Because there's some things that we don't want to accept. Um, and that's kind of what that chapter is about, is 
to recognize what's good and what's not good. Humility. Humility. Okay. Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay. Love. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. Sacrificing. 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 You sure you guys didn't read this? <laughs> you guys are right on. I mean, each one's. Um, you guys are going to knock it out of the park. Um, okay, thank you. Um, anyone want to try one more? Tolerance. Tolerance. Okay. Okay. Okay, you guys ready for this? You're going to be surprised by the first one. But I was surprised by somebody in Boulder who got it. Who guessed this one. Fearlessness. So why would that be a, a godly quality? We had a nice discussion on this. You can't have fear and love in the same place. Oh, that's really good, yeah. But why is that? Why are we afraid to love? All sorts of human reasons and insecurities. Insecurities, yeah. Ooh, that's really good. And every time we talk about this, it gets a little better. Um, okay, anything else about fearlessness? Somebody in Boulder said to not be afraid to speak up when there is injustice. That was, that was really good. Um, Krishna is the giver of fearlessness, so when you're in Krishna consciousness, you, you are fearless. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. What, if, what is Krishna's name for giving fearlessness? Yeah, you know it, yeah, you're really close, you're really close. Who wants, who wants to try? Abhaya. Yeah, and Abhaya, Abhaya means fear, Abhaya means the opposite, no fear. Abhaya, and then Charan means feet. So when you're at the feet of God, you have no fear. And someone that we know has that name, Abhaya Charan. Was given that name at birth and put it. Yes. <laughs> at birth, his father gave him the name Abhai Charan. And when, when our children are born, we give them a name and we hope that they take on some of those qualities. And so he was certainly fearless and at the feet of God. Um, so then. He was given all of these other titles. That could be a whole other talk. Maybe next time I'm here. Um, so that's the first quality. Abhayam sattvasamushudhi. Purification of one's existence. Um, that means a tendency to try to purify yourself. The rest of the chapter talks about the non-godly people and the word complacent, self-complacent, is used over and over again. A demonic person says, I'm good, I'm really good, I'm the best, nobody's better than me. They don't bow down before anyone unless it serves them in some way. Um, they have no humility. Who brought up humility? Um, 
purification of one's existence, cultivation of spiritual knowledge. So that's a godly quality too. To find information and to study it, to read it, and to try to absorb it into your life. Uh, next one is charity. Sacrifice is also in there, which is similar. Didn't you say? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Self-control. In Boulder, someone said temperance. And, uh, oh, yeah. So these are like obvious things. We know what they are. We know what the target is. But by reading the Bhagavad Gita, it becomes more clear. This is the cultivation of spiritual knowledge. We study books like this. Then we know what the target is. Uh, simplicity. Nonviolence. Truthfulness. Who said truthfulness? Freedom from anger. Renunciation. Tranquility. Aversion to fault-finding. Compassion for all living entities. Freedom from covetousness. You know what that means? Yeah, freedom from greed, freedom from wanting things that aren't yours. Gentleness, modesty, and here's an interesting one, steady determination. So it, just because you're godly doesn't mean you're a wimp. Then the next one is also interesting, vigor. People still use that word, be, be vigorous and uh, forgiveness, fortitude. What does that mean, fortitude? Who'd like to? It's kind of strength in the face of uh, a difficulty. It's where we get words like fortress from. Or oh, good. This, yeah. Okay, so be like a fort. Be strong. You're going to be tested. Uh, that's something I heard recently. If, if you're on this path, on the path of spirituality, it's guaranteed you're going to face some kind of adversity. And so when you do face that, just say, all right, I'm glad. I'm in the club now. Uh, because you're going against the stream, against the current. We're trying to change the current. Some people are so strong that they change the current. Uh, there's a long discussion in one of our books about does the man make the times, or do the times make the man? Well, think about it. Which is, which is it? If you're really strong, if you have fortitude, vigor, steady determination, you can make the times. You can set the fashion. Uh, cleanliness and freedom from envy and from the passion for honor. These transcendental qualities belong to godly men in Dhamma with divine nature. So the Bhagavad Gita introduces us to this type of thought process. But today, we got a special gift, since we're talking about boxes. Um, somebody with compassion and uh, charity and sacrifice sponsored this set of books and said, give them away today. So this, there are nine volumes in here, 
And this is a story from, okay, let's step back a little bit. All you need is, who said that? <laughs> who said that? Oh, way back there, okay. Is that what, is that what you were going to say? <laughs> what did all? What was it that all they needed was? Uh, or uh, what did? What was all? Anyway. <laughs> okay. So all you need is love. Does everyone agree with that? Really? You really believe that? Really? Now, what if someone came along and said, "Here's a box of love," and and here's a personality. And just by seeing this person, you're going to get love. By being with this person, you're going to get love. Now you're ready to give up everything else and go with that person? Uh, just to experience love? I mean, if you really see that, if you really experience that in their presence. So that's what this book is about. These are people who saw love and these people at the time were like multi-billionaires. I mean, they had crazy amounts of money. And they just, they saw someone and they said, I want what that person has. They gave up everything and they spent the rest of their life living under trees, writing poems on leaves. Isn't that cool? And these Someone took those leaves and copied them and put them into this book. Um, and what these people were experiencing was so interesting. What this book says is even God was interested. He said, these people have something I don't have. I want to I be part of this. And so God gave up being God, gave up everything he had, and he came to earth grew up in a nice family, and then he left all of that behind, shaved off all of his hair, just wrapped with simple cloth around his waist, and then he sat with those people that were writing things on leaves. And they just talked, and they cried, and they loved each other, and they loved God. And these are recordings of the conversations that went on. Uh, do you want to hear a little bit from it? Okay, it's, it's crazy stuff. Um, this is from the beginning. Now, whoever takes this at home, um, I want to come back in a few years and see it as beat up as this one. These books are meant to be read. Um, okay. What's the book called? The characteristics of Krishna are understood to be a storehouse of transcendental love. Everybody knows something about who Krishna is? Anyone want to go a little further? Okay, Krishna. The unlimited source of all, all that's good. And all that's bad, too. It's the unlimited fountainhead of everything. So when we talk about his love, it's unlimited. It's understood to be a storehouse of transcendental love. Although that storehouse of love certainly came with Krishna when he was present, it was sealed 
But when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came with his associates of the Panchatattva, they broke the seal and plundered the storehouse to taste transcendental love of Krishna. The more they tasted it, the more their thirst for it grew. Pay attention here. You might win a prize. Not just anybody's going to get this. They dance again and again and thus made it easier to drink love of God. They danced, cried, laughed, and chanted like madmen. And in this way, they distributed love of God. In distributing love of God, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates did not consider who was a fit candidate and who was not, nor where such distribution should or should not take place. They made no conditions. Wherever they got the opportunity, they distributed love of Godhead. No limits. Everybody's welcome to it. There is one qualification in, in another book that these people wrote. They discuss who is capable of receiving this. And so in after this long discussion, what they finally land on is, do you know? Someone that knows the science of God. Someone, well, not even that. Mm -hmm. They said someone who sincerely wants it. So that's the qualification to take this home. Whoever sincerely wants this, gets this. And also, some of the people that we're talking about here, their birthday, one of them, their birthday is coming up this Thursday. It's going to be a festival here at the temple. And another one is next month, in March. I'm not going to give you all the names, because like, you guys are new. So many names. It gets confusing. Although these people plundered the storehouse of love of Godhead and ate and distributed its contents, there was no scarcity. For this wonderful storehouse is so complete that as the love is distributed, the supply increases hundreds of times. You ever have experience of that? Giving away things and then just more and more. So that takes some kind of confidence, some kind of faith, some fearlessness, some charity, some sacrifice, um, some truthfulness, all of the things that we discussed. What else did we bring up? Humility. And you just give it away. It takes humility to go up to someone and say, you look like you could use this. Here. Um, the flood of love of God swelled in all directions. And thus, young men, old men, women, and children were all immersed in that inundation. <clears throat> the Krishna, uh, this flood will inundate the entire world and drown everyone, whether one be a gentleman, a rogue, or even lame, invalid, or blind. Do you know any rogues? So, are they able to get this? Yeah, even the rogues. Or even if they're lame, invalid, or blind. 
When these people saw the entire world drown in love of God, they all became exceedingly happy. The more they cause the rains of love of God to fall, the more the inundation increases and spreads all over the world. In Prabhupada, Abhay Charan, there's this little picture there. He's the one that translated this, and he wrote a commentary to that verse. Okay, he's addressing some people in India. The Krishna consciousness movement is not stereotyped or stagnant. It will spread all over the world, in spite of all objections by fools. But Europeans and Americans cannot be accepted as Brahmins and sannyasis. Here it is indicated that this process will spread and inundate the entire world with Krishna consciousness. So he was one of those bold people that stood up for everyone. He came to the West and he gave this. Um, he traveled on a steamboat, got free passage on a steamboat across the Atlantic. He suffered, his health suffered. He had two strokes on the way. And in his diary he wrote that reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita is what was keeping him alive, reminding him of his mission, reminding what he was coming here to America for. This was in 1965. He was 70 years old. And he went through all of that. And so this is the book he was reading. So you can get a little taste for what he was about. goes into other topics here. So, how are we going to do this? Who's going to get the book? Who, who would like the book? Whoever wants it, put two hands up. Two arms up. Really high. Come on. Oh, wow. This is great. It's really good. But guess what? Um, next week, they're going to give away a set, too. Um, how are we going to choose? Okay, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, Six people. How are we going to choose out of these six people? Um, who's here for the first time? Who's for the first time? How about you? How many times have you been here? A handful. A handful. Oh, man. That's so easy. What are we going to do? Uh, um, <clears throat> we can just get someone to donate four more sets. <laughs> Should we do that? Actually, Tushna says he's got a few more. Um, there's Nidra over there. You, you talk to her. All six of you, just go up and talk to her. And, and she will work something out. I want everybody to have one. And what, what you can also do is you give her a donation, and she's going to, I mean, whatever you give her, she's just going to give it away. This is the definition or the characteristic of a saintly person. If you give them a million dollars, at the end of the day, they've spent it all to help other people. And she, she lives like that. Go ahead and try it out. Give her a million dollars. <laughs> She's always going around giving stuff. She comes up to me every day and here's a little, 
Just a little snack. And she goes around the neighborhood. And, yeah, what were you going to say? I suggested that the young man who first time here should get them so that he falls in love with Lord Chaitanya. Okay, let's, let's confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so come on up then. Um, let's Shall we be ceremonious about this? <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's let's make this confirm. Come on, Grandma tries to get up here. We get the monks here. Put it up and put it in his hands. And okay, everyone, put your hands up and say Hari Bol. Two more times. What should we do? Um, well, one thing that they do a lot in this book, which really, um, and for all of the other winners, you're, you're going to get one too. Go talk to me. Really, she'll, she'll set you up. And if nothing else, you can get the Cliff Notes, which is the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. It's just a one volume, but I bet you she'll get you a full set. All you got to do is ask. Really, that's the only... What's the only condition to achieve this is your sincere desire to have it. Uh, so all you got to do is ask. So that's what chanting is about. When we chant, we're just asking. Here I am. I need a little help. Um, it's a meditation. And this morning I was thinking about, I mean, do we have any uh, yoga people here? People that have studied something about yoga? Okay. Are you a yoga teacher or? Okay, good. So you can, now i got to be careful what I say. Um, but there are three states of consciousness. There is wakefulness, and there is deep sleep, and then there's the dreaming stage. Okay, so in, and then in meditation, we are trying to get to this fourth stage of consciousness. What's going on in our wakeful state? Mostly we're thinking about the future, we're making plans. And that's usually what happens when I'm trying to meditate. I'm sitting there chanting, Hare Krishna, my beads, and I'm just thinking about, okay, today I'm going to be in the two o'clock, I'm going to go there. And I'm making all of these plans when I'm supposed to be meditating. Or I'm thinking about what happened a few minutes ago or what happened sometime in the past, I'm sifting through that. That's usually what goes on in wakefulness. You are thinking of the future, thinking of the past. In meditation, you're right on the spot. You're right on the time, right in the moment. So while we're chanting, you can try this out. Just as soon as you see your mind start planning something, you just say, we're not doing that right now. Just like at night, you take time out to go to sleep. You need to do that. If you let your mind just plan all night long, you won't get any sleep. You just kind of shut that thing off. If you don't get any sleep, you feel awful. Um, so when we meditate, 
on the mantra, your only plan is to achieve that non-planning stage, that fourth level of consciousness, where you're not making plans, and you're not thinking about what has happened in the past. You want to try that right now? You want to? Okay. We could... Okay. A lot of you guys are already... You know about chanting on beads. This is called japa. Um, we can just try chanting like that. Um, right now, just sit straight. Deep breath, whatever you do. Move your shoulders around. Take some stress off. And, and there's the mantra up there. You can look at the mantra if that helps you focus, and especially if you don't know the mantra. But uh, in your own private, small voice, and japa means your softest voice that you can, and you're just barely reciting that. Um, so in your own time, go ahead. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Listen to the sincerity of your own voice. Thank you. 